Hi, my name is Sarah Fisher and I'm the communications assistant for the Northeast Conference. Today, I'm joined by four of our student athletes to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Daniel, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? My name is Daniel Rodriguez. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I uh, go to Sacred Heart University. I'm on the men's lacrosse team. I identify as Latino or Hispanic. Um, I'm Puerto Rican, Dominican, and Cuban. So that just, you know, that makes up who I am and I identify as Latino. So thank you. My name is Nicole Lopez. I'm part of the swimming team at St. Francis University, and I'm from Mexico City. Hi, I'm Olivia Valdez. I am a senior lacrosse player at Merrimack College, and I, the way I identify with the Hispanic community is that both of my, I am a first generation, so both of my parents were born and raised in Cuba till they came here to America. I'm Ava Silva. I'm a freshman swimmer at St. Francis University with Nicole. Um, I'm half Hispanic. My dad's family is from both Argentina and Nicaragua. Great. Thank you guys so much. So the first question that I have for you is just touching on how you prefer to identify and what are the perceived differences that you feel come with the labels that you associate yourself with? So this can be an open discussion. So we one of you just wants to start and you guys can kind of go around and I'll just be here to listen. When I saw this question, I was kind of just like, I identify both as Latina and Hispanic, but when I got more, like, more into it, I kind of just like looked it up and like, I guess if I go more into it, my parents are from Cuba. So I would say I'm more Hispanic because if you're Hispanic, your Hispanic is more from like the Spain region and like origin of Spanish speaking countries and like the Lat Latinos are more of like Latin American Spanish um, people. So I guess like I identify as both. I don't really see a difference because we still experience like culture, the same culture somewhat, like families really close to very lot of Hispanic and Latino communities. So I identify as both of you, but if you're really going like technical, I guess like Hispanic for a Cuban, um, but yeah. Uh, I agree with Olivia uh, because I'm from Mexico City. Uh, I think I am Latina and Hispanic more because even though, well, yeah, as Olivia said, it was a, like Hispanic is from the Spain. Spanish people who came to America. Uh, that's basically what happened to Mexico. So that's why I, I think I am like Hispanic, but also uh, Latina because it's just like how it is. I like to differentiate better and not all the people use it like Hispanic as uh, Spanish. Yeah, I would say there's, um, well, like growing up my family would say that we were Hispanic but like now that I kind of because I guess there is a difference my family is from more like Latino countries so I guess I would say I'm Latina but it's like it's both it's like the same yeah I mean for me growing up like I, I grew up in a very like Latino household that's that's how we would you know call each other Latino Latina um Hispanic was kind of like it always went hand in hand I never really knew a difference growing up like kind of now as you know years went on and I got older there was more talks about it and you know there was like differences set aside but for me growing up personally it was always just you know the same thing it was just 
some people would say Hispanic, some would say Latino, but I don't know. For me, it was hand in hand all my life growing up. For my family, the way we talked about it, and yeah. Do you guys feel like now in the United States there is like a certain stipulation with calling yourself Latina or Latino compared to saying that you are Hispanic, or is it kind of just all the same? My opinion, I don't think they like they know there there's a difference between Latino and Hispanic. Just like like me, like I'm Latina and I still didn't know that there was like a difference. As Daniel said, like I grew up being a Latina and all my all my family said that. And I actually didn't know there was a difference between Latina and Hispanic. So I don't think Americans know that there is actually a difference. Yeah, I mean, like going off of that, I think it's more so just like, I guess what you're comfortable with saying. I guess some people with the pronunciation of Latino, maybe they just want to say Hispanic because it's easier um, coming from an English speaker. But uh, I guess like Nicole said, and like I said earlier, I, I didn't even know, you know, that there was a difference, quote unquote, I guess. And like I had mentioned throughout the years, there was a research done and people tried to break it down and set differences. But like Latinos are all, you know, very proud of when you know you watch Latin television and it's always just Latinos, you know what I mean? There's really never like that difference in oh, what kind of Latino like there is, but at the same time, like we're all Latino, we're all Latin. So Hispanic, Latino, I mean, same thing to me, you know. So going off of that, like what is something specific to your identity that you would like to share? I know that a lot of you are from different places. Nicole, you're from Mexico City. So there's definitely a and different bringing up there than here so um I would say it's more like I grew up with the values of being like treat everyone as I like to be treated and for example I get attached to the people like super fast so if I met or if I meet someone today like tomorrow it's gonna be like hey, like we're, we're together, like we're teammates, we're friends, we're family. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that like, I'm very, very supportive and I get close to people so fast and I treat everyone as my family. Ava, you're laughing there as Nicole's teammate. Do you relate to what she just said? Yeah, well, I'm a freshman. Nicole's a sophomore, so she was already here. And like, just like right off the bat like she was very she was one of like the upperclassmen that was like really talkative and like kind of included us in the team so I was really nice um and yeah I think uh the value of family is I mean that was a thing on both sides of my family and I'm also half like my mom's family is from here so it's like just maybe not necessarily culture but I've always felt like family was like a big deal so I try to build that in the team as well. So mine is definitely family, especially like being like identify like as like a like with my Hispanic um, culture, just like being a first generation, because especially being like first generation Cuban families a lot because being first generation is very emotional due to like the our like my mom and dad having to leave Cuba with nothing not being able to return to home and seeing their family so family means a lot because like hearing their stories and like hearing their about the culture 
and hearing about the traditions means so much more due to us not being able to go and like experience it as a family and our family not being able to go back to home and see their home and experience their culture again and like me and my siblings and our like first cousins aren't able to see like where our roots were put so I like family is a really big deal in like my family and the Cuban culture in America due to not being able to go back and experience it due to everything has, that has been going on uh, but yeah I guess going off what everyone else said in terms of family that's definitely like a big thing I mean um, I feel like it is everywhere right with every culture every wherever you're from but especially with um latino culture especially as a you know as a puerto rican from the bronx like family is everything you literally look out for your family like i mean if you, usually if you know like i'm dominican i'm puerto rican and cuban if you know dominicans usually they have like a thousand cousins everywhere right and everyone is like it's more so like everyone's your brother everyone your cousins is a brother so it's like you take care of everybody there's never really an outlier um sometimes it's weird you know what i mean sometimes you're a little too close people are like like you know chill but um the family part of being latin is the biggest thing because it's like we're always we've been we've always been a minority but it's i just think there's something there we always fight for each other even if even if it's like they're not family you know what i mean you see another latino you just there's always a connection there and maybe it's the same thing for other cultures and i can't speak for them but i know as a latino you know what i mean like if like for me, I'd go to, I went to a high school where it was predominantly, you know, it, it was a good mix, but Latinos were definitely like amongst the, the smallest number. So it's like, you hear some kid playing some reggaeton or some Spanish music in the back and like, who's that? And then you immediately like, you know, you talk, you connect and it's like, nah, that's family. And it's family runs so much deeper than blood when it comes to lands. It's just, we all really look out for each other for the most part, you know? Literally like, right. Uh, on the weekend uh, I was going to the mall and I heard someone on the car listening to like reggaeton and I stopped for a moment turned around and tried to like find the music because I was like oh my god this is me this is my people like I, I feel attached to them so it was so funny and my all my friends that I was with they were like are you okay and I was like oh my god do you, you don't listen to music like it's reggaeton it's in Spanish this is what I hear back home and they were like oh okay like I didn't know and I was like yeah like we're gonna listen to this music like driving back home they were like okay Nico like we're gonna do it but like yeah it's fun um I think along the lines of family I was like thinking about it the most important like value I think I learned from my Hispanic family it or Latino family is that um just like love and kind of like expanding your family I think that like going along with the idea of family just kind of loving other people was something that my grandparents were always like that was like something that was just like include other people in your like family per se so yeah and as student athletes you definitely have the opportunity unlike any other to expand your family to your teammates so how and in what ways do you express your heritage as a student athlete? Nicole put um, Spanish music on the <laughs> swim playlist at practice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely a way I feel like, I mean, Nicole, you just said it, like you guys connect like through music and it's awesome to be able to share that part of your culture with your teammates. I mean, this seems like it goes deeper than just like, 
the ways that you share your culture are more important than also just sharing your heritage as well. So we can talk on about that too. So um, I would say also that like being from Mexico City and being Latina, like I grew up being very grateful for what I have and being like really nice to other people. And for example, there are sometimes uh, some of my teammates or one of my teammates or whatever, that they wouldn't say like, please and thank you all the time. So I tried to bring that up to them and say like, okay, you didn't say thank you. You didn't say like, please, like, and they were like, yeah, like what's wrong with that? And I said like, you always have to say please and thank you. And I don't know, like, it's probably like how I was raised and how I grew up, but like, that was like something like really important for me to say please and thank you all the time. And, and yeah, also with the music, <laughs> uh, I put reggaeton and Latin music all the time. So like even in the locker room, in the, like on the pool day, like all the time I tried to show everyone like what I like to hear and they they like it. Yeah, I mean, I know like obviously with music, that's one of the biggest things is, you know, like Spanish music mainstream is always played at, you know, wherever you go, um, it gets everyone dancing. But aside from that, I think just um, like customs, kind of like how you are as a person. I know like me being brought up, like there's a lot of, there's a, there's a big, there's a big aspect of like passion that just always happens to come with Latin Americans or Latinos, Hispanics. Um, we're always super passionate, um, super, super hardworking. And I think that, you know, pe people who aren't, or like, I guess for me in, in my school, my team, there's just a certain level of, of drive and like, you know, love for what you do that I like to kind of like express myself so that these guys get a sense of it. And they're like, sometimes like, yeah, why do you take this so serious? And it's like, I mean, that's, you know, that's the best way to do it. Latinos, like we work hard. We, we don't really give up. And it's like, I feel like that's something that really puts us aside from a lot of people because a lot of people say that they work hard, but for Latinos, we don't really talk much. We just work. And I think that's something that I like to, you know, show the guys on my team, show the guys around me, like let them know that it's okay to go hard. It's, there's no shame in that. Right. And um, in, in terms of like the customs and how you are as a person, I think just a big respect thing is uh, a big piece of, you know, land culture, like having a lot of respect for the people above you, you know, your family, your friends, and like instilling that in my teammates, my friends, like having much more respect than what you usually would have because people forget that, you know what I mean? Like, especially in college, like having just basic respect and like basic manners, you know what I mean? Towards people, towards your peers, you know, that that's something that people forget. And maybe that's a cultural thing here versus, you know, the way I was raised, but just being able to share the way I am that way and kind of leading by example is a big piece of that. Something that Daniel had said when we did our first interview was that he doesn't necessarily feel like he is the odd man out when it comes to being Hispanic in his community. While that was a trend in a lot of the other interviews that we had, but he said it was more so that he was proud to be the odd man out. Like he wanted to be the difference because then he could show like his Latin heart. Do you guys relate to that at all? Definitely do. Cause whenever someone asks me, like, like I always love telling them that like, like I'm a cute, like I'm first generation Cuban. And like, I love being that odd man out, like who wants to be normal, but um, like obviously be that odd man out, like talk about it. Like, you know, 
a lot more than other people do and you have a lot of culture and you come from such a such a strong like unit and strong community that you should we should be able to express it with others especially being that odd man out like you want to do that and I I enjoy it I think that especially coming from Mexico and I like to be like the odd person and I like to show that Mexicans actually can work hard for their dreams and like actually be someone and I think I'm doing like that very well and trying to <laughs> uh, give myself like give my 100% in each and every practice and try to motivate my teammates to get to the to their goals or get to they want to be because it's not impossible like that's why I'm here and that's why I worked so hard and Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely like I love the fact that I'm Hispanic or Latina, Latina, but um I also feel like I mean, I don't look like I'm Hispanic and I'm half white, so I feel like a lot of times like I don't know if I should be like, "Oh yeah, I am Latina." Like it's like a part of my identity that I really want to share, but sometimes I feel like I'm not like Latina enough to like be like let like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but like, it's definitely a part of my like growing up and just like who I am as a person that I'm like really happy is like, has like made me who I am. So. That's a really interesting point that you made Ava saying, like, you don't feel like you're Latina enough. Like, what does that even mean as like, as we're celebrating the end of Hispanic heritage month, like, what does it mean to be like enough in your culture? Yeah, I don't know. I just like, like growing up, I would speak Spanish with my grandparents, but like I wouldn't speak it at home. And like, I look exactly like my mom and my mom is like the side of my family that's like from here. So I feel like, like sometimes people will like read my last name and they're like, oh, like, where's that from? I'm like, Silva, like, <laughs> like it's Hispanic or whatever. And then like some people are like surprised and that cut, it's like, I don't know, cause like, I'm not really sure how to explain it, but sometimes I feel like I don't like fit the box enough, but then I also don't fit like the white box enough. So it's like, I'm kind of like in between. Just kind of like to answer to what Ava, what you're trying to say. Um, that's a, that's a real, that's a real, you know, that's a real thing. People feel like that all the time. I know I have cousins, like, I mean, you look at me and you're going to know I'm Hispanic. So I have cousins who are, you would think they're, black I have cousins who you would think they're pure Caucasian and it's crazy I mean there's really no there's a stigma I mean now in America right there's a stigma of like the tan skin like dark hair but like in reality there's no there's no shade for Latinos Latinas like we come in every possible shade that you can imagine I mean if you look you, you think about guys like Canelo Alvarez right like a boxer who is Mexican he is ginger and white, pure white skin. And then there's guys like, uh, I guess, Big Poppy, um, baseball player, you know what I mean? He's Dominican, but he's very, very dark. Um, so I like, we, we really all come in different colors, shapes, sizes, like everyone, but more so us, because we have so much of a mix, like Latinos across the board, we're mixed with so much. Um, 
So I, that's what makes us awesome. That's what makes us, that's what makes us special really. So I think in your case, it's more so you are, you know what I mean? Don't feel like you're not enough. You, you have, you have, you're white, you're Latina, you're both. So be proud of both. Like that's who you are, you know, embrace that. And I mean, if you, you can literally, if you want to do your research, like, I don't know how in, in tune you are with like Latin American culture and, you know, like media, stuff like that, athletes, but if you look up different, you know, people, there's, you're going to be surprised. Like I had, like I said, I have cousins who are like, you would not think that they're full Puerto Rican, but then you ask yourself, it's like, what does full Puerto Rican mean? Right? Like we're, we're Latina, Hispanic, Latino, regardless of the color, you know? So just be proud of that, feel that. So our next question, you kind of just touched on this a little bit, Daniel, who are some Hispanic athletes that inspire you? And you might not have any, like there might not be any. And that's like a completely different conversation too. Like if you don't have one, like why, why not? Like, was it not shown to you in the media? Did you not see it a lot in your culture, in your household? Like you can go there too, if you like. I feel like at least in terms of swimming, like I feel like there are not that many like Hispanics in swimming that you see like winning medals or like, you know, like not the swimmers that are like talked about, if that makes sense. So I feel like, I mean, are there, Nicole? Am I just like? Um, I was going to say that right now I look uh, up to all the Mexican national team, like some Mexican national team, because they all, well, most of them are in bigger schools in America, for example, Texas A&M or I don't know, Arizona, but they work so hard to get here. And just like me, like people would say that we don't, we're not good enough to be where we are, but there are like a clear like example that if you work hard for it, you can do it. And most of them uh, really did like, they did really good this like Olympic cycle. And I look up to them like 100%. Does anyone else have an athlete or an experience that they would like to share? I mean, I think, Ava, what we talked about on our call, you kind of just touched on it, like not seeing someone in swim. But I mean, for lacrosse, Daniel, you and I talked about like how it's not as likely that you are going to be an Hispanic lacrosse player. I mean, Olivia, you play lacrosse too. Like, what is that like? So... I know for me, if we're going to talk about athletes, um, there's a guy that um, I'm really cool with. I'm a part of the Black Lacrosse Alliance. Um, with, you know, there's professionals, college players, guys from the PLL. And I actually didn't even know he was Hispanic. So, you know, going back to Ava's point, he looked very Black, but he is Panamanian, I believe, and some, some, something else, but he's just full Latino. And that just goes, you know, goes back to we come in so many different colors. We look so many different ways. Um, and he's a guy, you know what I mean? Just, just being like, I mean, for me, it's like, like you said, there's really not many Hispanic lacrosse players, especially at the D1 level, especially at the professional level. And his name is Romar Dennis. Um, that's one guy I looked up to just once I found out, you know what I mean? All my life, like I always thought he was a great player. And then once I found out what he was, I saw him put his flags up. I was like, oh, snap. I was like, you know, that made me like him that much more. And uh, what's crazy is um, the game. You know what I mean? I, we had talked about this over the phone. The game came from Native Americans. And, you know, people think it's a white game. And 
it's not and uh it's you know it's it's very rare to to see hispanics playing and and i don't really think that that comes from a lack of skill or a lack of the ability it's just more so number one is prices i mean the game is relatively expensive in terms of gear and equipment and like where i'm from where most you know kids of color are from in the inner cities like me it's like there's really only basketball there's football baseball you know and that just comes from that's what we can afford and i think it's a matter of you know i mean if you want this inclusion this diversity in the game i think there needs to be you know something done at the top from these big companies manufacturers you know doing a better job of which they have they definitely have and i've been a part of it myself um i'm playing a role with that and just being able to give back you know donating stuff just dropping prices um all that kind of good stuff but i think that in terms of lacrosse I think the biggest thing is more so just the exposure, you know, it's really only, you only really see it in, in white predominant areas, just because for the most part, that's who can really afford it the most. That's where the best players, you know, come out of because they have the training available to them. They have the resources available to them. And I mean, you go to the city, you don't really find that many lacrosse nets laying around, you know what I mean? But you go to Long Island, you go to Maryland or somewhere like that, you know what I mean? In those places, there's, fields with nets all around so just stuff like that you know those little things and all doing our part to help the, to help grow the game I mean I definitely agree with everything that he said like like lacrosse is such a new sport and again it's only really shown in like white predominant areas due to the amount of money having to be poured out into the sport but like I said again like it's very new and I think that as the game progresses and as it like gets more out there, I definitely think they'll, they'll I hopefully there'll be a lot of more Latinos and Hispanics playing lacrosse. But honestly, I haven't really like seen any on social media or portrayed if there has been like, but I definitely think it'll go. It will. Just kind of like going off of what Daniel said, I'm from Maryland and lacrosse is like, like everyone plays lacrosse. It's like, like everyone plays lacrosse. I don't know. And also, I guess going off of what Nicole was saying about the Mexican national team, at least like, because I know I'm sure Mexican national like swimming is different in USA swimming. Like the USA Olympians that medal are like never like, I don't even know if there are any like Latinas or Latinos on the like USA national team. So I guess that's what I meant when I said I was like, like I never saw that because I've like followed USA swimming. Yeah, and another important like point is that for example, in Mexico, the only important sports for them is soccer. So the government or the federation only supports soccer and any other sport like it's whatever for them so swimmers we don't we don't get the support we should be getting for um and i'm pretty sure like that happens in other countries too for example in cuba and dominican republic like baseball is really big so that's why like they get the support and they get like the attention but like swimmers in mexico like we're not important (laughs) 
Do you think that feeling of kind of just being like isolated or being like the only person that you really see in your sport, do you think that impacts the way that you play now as a college athlete? Um, I think for me personally, it just makes me hungrier. Um, it makes me want to just be better. You know what I mean? Like, so I can, you know, be the best that I can be and I can inspire kids like myself. You know what I mean? I, I, I picked up lacrosse my sophomore year of high school and being a Latino from the Bronx, we just started playing uh, sophomore year of high school. It's kind of an anomaly to be at the division one level right now. And, you know, I mean, for me, like being isolated and uh, being like amongst the only ones, like I said, I think it just makes me want to push harder so that I can show the kids like me, you know, back in the city, and the teams that I used to play for when, you know, we really wouldn't get many looks, if any, um, show them that it's possible, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard, but nothing worth it's going to come easy, you know, and I think for us, it's always hard. Most of what we always do is hard, um, but that's what, you know, Latinos have been struggling and fighting all their life, and we're never going to stop, so, yeah. Um, going off of him, definitely it makes me put the fire under me because it just makes me want to work harder. Like we were talking about lacrosse is not something really played by a lot of Latinos and Hispanics. So be an inspiration for people who want to play like Latinos and Hispanic lacrosse. And like, we are so driven to work hard and put everything like go 110% at everything that we do because that's how we were raised and that's how our parents grow, grew up and made a living coming here. And it's just, just to be that inspiration for someone else, even if it's one person, two people, like it just be that one person because all you need is one step and that could be you. I definitely think you guys are in a great position to set a good example for younger kids who are looking to be division one athletes at a high level in the Hispanic community. I mean, you are now the people that people will look up to. So that is awesome. Um, those are all the questions I have for you all. So thank you so much for joining me and speaking with me about Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm glad to wrap up the end of the month with you guys. And I hope you have a good rest of your Thursday.